Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'm Ray Mack. And this is Jorma Kirko. Welcome to the second part of the Christmas podcast, Tom Eulery, and season's greetings to our friends in 51 countries. On this very special episode of Black Milkshake Podcast, we welcome one of Ireland's funniest women, Christina McMahon, and she's going to be in for a chat. Good skills. Today's podcast is sponsored by the World Tour Wrestling Federation and James Joyce Irish Pub in Istanbul, Turkey. We've got a real Christmas stocking of a show today. Jim McDonald, Hansi, Greg the Cleaner and more festive fun. The latest news from Licky End and our new feature Inside and Out in Istanbul featuring monthly Turkish delights from top travel writer Lisa Morrow. Cheers and Merry Christmas, Yorma. Cheers, Ray. Merry Christmas. Pass us another mince pie, eh? There you go, pal. Hello, folks. Happy Christmas for all the listeners of the Black Milkshake podcast. It's me again. Total destruction. It was Christmas Eve, listeners, with Black Milkshake. Jorma and Ray said to me, will you do another one? And then I came along with this for you. I too wrestled away and dreamed about beating you. Got on the podium. Same when I defeated everyone. I've got a feeling this year's for me and not you. So happy Christmas. I love you, Black Milkshake. I can see a pint of bitter time. And the World Tour Wrestling Federation is proud to sponsor you. Merry Christmas, everyone. Toe, toe, toe. <laughs> oh, God, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? Right, people at home, this is people spoke to us after the first episode of Tom Eulery and said, you know, is, is this a sketch? No, this is not a sketch. This is a real support. And this is, um, this is the, the World Tour Wrestling Federation is a real sport. And that he calls himself Total Destruction. He is the current world champion and owner of the sport as well. And he's actually invited us, Ray, um, to one of his events in the new year. He's invited us and uh, Uncle Eamon and we're guests of honour. And I believe we're actually sponsoring one of the, the next international tournament. <laughs> I'm absolutely buckled. <laughs> oh god yeah that'd be brilliant. that really cracked me up unbelievable good I know. skills yeah i know he's, he's brilliant ben um i hear from him yeah. quite a bit but i think it'd be really funny to go for a beer with him. <laughs> looking forward to that anyway. right. <laughs> well that was some night we had last night right wasn't it unbelievable actually i was just going to talk about that that was our uh pre-christmas party yeah. uh and you know if i if i may say so like you know seriously tis the season tis the season to be saying tis Cheers. Isn't it, Jim, sir? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that was one cracking Christmas party last oh, night. Oh, that was lovely. That wasn't it. I'm not uh, trying to toot my own horn now here. But seriously, those Christmas mince pies were to die for. Seriously, good skills. Homemade they were. And that came with love and passion, I reckon, Jimmy, from you, yeah? Yeah, it did. It's funny, when you were talking about tooting your own horn, it sounded for a minute as if you were the one who made the mince pies, as opposed to me and my wife. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about the invitation to my house, pal. Oh, I see. No, it was it was a great day, wasn't it? And we, we had a proper Christmas dinner, didn't we? Mulled wine, homemade, mince pies, homemade. And go back, go back to that, go back to that city, that mulled wine. Jesus it was absolutely gorgeous. I've tasted many, many a mulled wine, but your better half, God bless her, that mulled wine was taken to a brand new whole level of gorgeousness. Oh, it's, 
it was lovely. But I mean, it, it's not that difficult to do. You just get red wine and put a couple of things in it. It's not that different than sangria or punch, really. It's just that nice feeling of when it warms you up in the winter. But that's that's lovely. That's lovely to kick off the evening with, isn't it? Just yeah, yeah. Just yeah, before absolutely. the before the uh, what did we actually have? We had uh, we had some nice. <laughs> Seriously drinking, yeah. Well, just before the uh, nice little cutlets of turkey, we had mm. the lovely uh, chicken. We had the uh, potatoes. We had the carrots that was covered in an ice cream. I mean, God bless my missus. Oh, no, all she the went trimmings. overboard on that. All yeah, it the trimmings. It was lovely, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah. 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 Was yeah it... But that was our pre-Christmas party. In yeah, all it was. Fairness. Yes. Uh, Christmas in seven days. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you yeah, going to yeah, be, Ray, yeah. for the big day? Okay. Pin back your lug holes or your, your lug ears, whatever they are. I'm off to a beautiful park just outside Istanbul, Jimmy. It's called Ava. For our listeners out there, it's about three hours drive outside the hustle and bustle of Istanbul. Right. Ava. A-G-B-A. The pine trees, log cabins with big open fires. All Myself, right. the missus and the kid were there about three years ago, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Look at what more could a man ask for? Oh, very good. Ava. So that's, that's where you're where staying, is it? That's where we're staying. It's, uh, like I said, it's two and a half, three hours outside Istanbul. Don't be following me. You go out somewhere else now. Ah, good ah. <laughs> I tell you what, I will be on an airplane tomorrow, so there's no way that I'm following you. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to get all our packing done today and uh, make sure that we're all ready. Sadly, the, the weather has changed. Um, we've had gorgeous weather, haven't we, the last two days? It's been 20 degrees, and today it's back to winter drizzle. And so it will continue for the entire duration of my holiday, which is a wonderful thought. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. well, but that's the funny thing. Yeah, last night I was wearing a T-shirt. It was 20 mm. degrees in Istanbul. I mean, it's the strangest and craziest December yeah. I've seen. We were sitting years. on your balcony, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. And it just felt like it felt like summer. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was lovely. It was lovely. I, I think one of the highlights for me last night though, it was uh, apart from the uh, the excellent food and and company was when um, my wife asked uh, who who'd prepared all the food and um your wife and your sister <laughs> said, "Oh, we've all been slaving away here all day. Uh we've been slaving away in the kitchen and Ray's been slaving away on the balcony <laughs> the drinking balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Scoops of intoxication, yeah, just absolutely, and everybody up and pretending I was doing something. <laughs> I should look at you. Know, I'm a I'm a lucky man, Jimmy. It's called hiding in plain sight, isn't it? And now for something completely different. Christmas is Christmas sales. Take the misery out of Christmas shopping. Fill Santa's sack with all of our cake. Since the Queen's no longer with us, I I can't be asked buying Christmas presents this year. All those people getting in your way. Bastards. That's why I go to Chris Massey for all my festive needs. Who wants the traffic, the crowds and the expenses? That's why I go to Chris Massey. For just £34, buy all your family presents this Christmas. All packs include... Five water damage party poppers, one Chinese, a Marfordite action man, one square box of cost cutter cosmetics, one potluck ready wrap, re gift, one five kilo bag of basmati rice, three Yuletide Christmas and Dawn Cash tea toads. Remember, if you spend £34 at Chris Massey, you enter our spectacular Chris Massey, Chris Massey draw. First prize, a night out with DJ Ray Mac, and second prize, two nights out with DJ Ray Mac. Chris Massey's Christmas sale! The following interview is brought to you by Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. 
And we have the very talented Christina McMahon on the Christmas edition of the podcast. Welcome. Woo! I'm giving myself a round of applause. For people listening there, Christina, actually, she's a very talented voice actress and actress in general and comedy writer. Do you want to tell them perhaps your most famous achievement? Okay, well, one of my most uh, famous achievements is I went on uh, Ireland's Got Talent. It's it's like Britain's Got Talent, but just for Ireland. I had I'd written this song and uh, I put it up on the internet. Uh, it was a, a tender Tinder ballad. Um, so it was like one of... <laughs> Like it's just an improvised song that uh, I I just put it up there then and then the producers contacted me going oh do you be willing to sing this song on the telly and I was like sure yeah and then uh, I had a week to prepare and I'd never sung in front of real people ever mm-hmm. um so then I like contacted a few people and I was like oh can I go and sing in front of you guys just to prepare myself um and then uh, I created a character called Bernadette Mary from Ovens and Cork because you have to be specific with characters mm-hmm. um so then i had a whole outfit for her a whole background for her and uh and i went on um, as her mm-hmm. um so i stayed in character as mm-hmm. bernadette mary even backstage so i responded mm-hmm. as her so she was from cork so i was like hi i'm so excited to be here i even have my tin whistle with me Fidelma, <laughs> and uh, she's going to be accompanying me so i'm not here by myself and then they're asking me like how i got there and then i was like oh sure i got the bus so the way you would feel sorry for someone sitting on their own. I went and sat beside them, you know, you hate that, like, you know, being all the way by yourself, like, headphones on. And then, you know, I just came down to say hi. And then they love that. Everyone loves that. So, yeah, and, uh, I sung my song, but I had to learn my song before I sang it because I had no idea what I said in my little uh, tender tinder ballad. But it, it's so much fun. So that went uh, that went viral. It's got like, I don't know, half a million views or so on the Internet. Uh-huh. And uh, well, that was- so, some of those were me, I have to say. That was, that was how I heard of you. And I, I, I just thought it was so incredibly funny. I mean, when you, you, you play that note so horribly with the tin whistle, I think, at the beginning and the end. But what I think what I actually found funniest of all was the... And you'll have to tell me here whether this is um, exactly how it was. But when, you know, you've yeah. got a panel of judges there and uh, Louis Walsh, who... Uh, Ray used to work for, incidentally. Yeah, I very much got the feeling that he was not amused, and that but everyone else was. Did it come over that way to you? Yeah, I I think they because on those early shows they tried to trip you up in some way, mm-hmm. you know, to like make good TV. So I, I like I didn't give them any good backstory about myself. So they had no sad story to be telling the audience. Just going, oh, and your dog, you just look so sad. Oh, can we get us some water? Oh, and then the judges seemed like lovely people it's like oh look at them they're getting the poor girl water meanwhile you as a performer are just like <laughs> on the inside feeling like you're gonna vomit or whatever and mm. then they're just like so when you're ready you go sing and then you're like okay <sighs> so i was like not having that happening so uh they were trying to i don't know destabilize me in some way of going like mm-hmm. this all right we have to get her out of this character uh but i didn't budge from the character um so uh yeah method acting I, as bernadette mary um i i fully embodied her fully embodied i went the whole way she had a different walk she had she has a different way of speaking and completely different outlook on life she 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 is that person who goes on and, and <laughs> even down to the clothes as well. I mean, Bernadette Mary wasn't dressed in the way that you would expect somebody to dress on a on a talent show. I don't think was she. 
No, no. Uh, I went shopping with a friend of mine and I got a, a blue dress and a bright canary yellow cardigan. Yeah. And then uh, like gammy shoes. <laughs> They're all from the like the charity shop. Mm. But, uh, yeah, they set the tone of like what she was kind of like. She was always trying to be cool. Even her makeup, she had like mm. blue um, or purple mascara mm. and purple eyeliner. <laughs> and like well, a bow in her hair it's, it's so much fun as her I, I just thought my goodness she's got if you'll pardon the expression she's got balls to do this not literally but I, I just thought it was so good and I, I did get the feeling though that Louis Walsh was only voting you through to the next round because he felt that the audience would have been against him if if he hadn't have done that that was just my feeling I could be wrong if... uh, yeah I'd say so because the audience are completely 110% mm-hmm. with me you know, yeah, and then I guess I was a breath of fresh air for the audience going, yeah, hey, yeah, of course. Joke. And Christina will be back with us later. Inside Out in Istanbul with Lisa Morrow. It's two weeks before Christmas here in Istanbul, and all the butchers have their turkeys ready to go. They hang them up on hooks around the entrance, and I think they look a bit like Christ on the cross, only upside down with outstretched wings, their bodies plucked naked for all the world to see, with lots of shiny tinsel wrapped around them. I live in Kadıköy on the Asian side of the city, so they're sporting blue and canary yellow, the Fenerbahce football team colours. Now, there's nothing wrong with supporting your local team, but Christmas isn't even celebrated here. Turkey is a Muslim country, and December 25 is just another working day. Whole turkey done in the oven is a special meal for New Year's Eve. Just like us at Christmas, families get together in big groups on December 31, eat too much and give each other presents. Red features a good deal, including the sort of fire engine red lingerie items no woman would choose for herself, not even if it was on special. Everyone plays tombola while watching overweight men in tight tuxedos croon arabesque-sounding love songs on TV. Kids stay up too late, mothers and the aunties rule over the food, while the men do very little, and generally everyone has a really good time. It's all perfectly normal, after a fashion. Hello, all you black milkshakers. I'm the Bolle from Berlin, from Germany, and I'm a really great fan of this black milkshake podcast thing. I don't know why they call it black milkshake, though, because milk is white in Berlin, and it's only getting black when it's very old and rotten and foul and stinky. But then again, it is quite odd with British food and drinks anyways. Just think of the Scotsman with the bizarre law for haggis, not to mention that he's cheating on their children when wetting their appetite for some sweets by telling them the treat of the day would be pudding. But then there comes black pudding on the table. Neither is it black nor is it anything close to pudding. Just that reddish-brown grainy mesh of pork's blood and ground cartilages. Or corned beef. I would call that dog food. The worst they betray you with, however, is mincemeat pie. Again, no mince in it, nor is there any meat. And if you are already looking forward to enjoying the taste of dried plums at Christmas when hearing them sing about plum pudding in their Christmas carols, believe you me that they are cheating on you again. No plums, no pudding. Old breadcrumbs soaked in rum. Why would you feed that to your children? To make them drunk and have them sleep under the Christmas tree? Maybe it is something like my mother did to get rid of at least some of the shelf jars of pumpkin pickled in vinegar. She put it in cocktail bowls and told me 
that it was candid peach compot. My payoff to her for such mean deceit was that I puked it all across the table. So what is your cheap treat, you black milkshakers? Now I'm getting a little hungry with all the food talk. I will better get myself some big juicy Berliner Eisbein with lots of Bautzner Schafer Senf and a large cold Berliner Pilsner. Cheers, my dears, and have a very Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah, they all look like it. Yeah. I reckon I've seen his picture in the Sunday paper. Let's go back over and chat to Christina. So what was the reaction like afterwards? You were people recognizing Uh, you on the street. uh, Yeah, I did. I went to my friend's... um, uh, she had a like a housewarming, and then her nieces were there, and then they were just like, oh, "You're from the telly." And I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm Bernadette Mary. Ah. <laughs> I had to be Bernadette Mary then for ages." I thought, "What well, I've gotten myself into?" And then everyone was just like, "Going, oh, so you could be at the kiddies' table." I was like, oh, "It's for the wedding now, so it's okay. I could just be at the adults' table, um, you know." Uh, yeah. You just want me as a child, a children's entertainer for the the time. So yeah, so like it's it's interesting. Sometimes I get recognised as my characters, and then sometimes, unless they're wearing the exact specific thing, I I won't get recognised. Did this open doors for you afterwards? Oh yeah, like I mean, I got interviewed on uh, on different shows. I did the Ray Darcy show on it's on RTE uh, Radio One. Today FM and I did the Joe Duffy uh, Funny Friday. It gets uh-huh. comedians to come in on a on a Friday at the end of the month. Right, got to do uh, I I got to do some gigs with them on a on the uh, uh, after that. So that was really really nice to uh, do that. And then I got to go around Ireland with uh, different comedians and do some some really nice gigs. Um, so that was a uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, so I, I'd go on as my um my characters mm. and uh and do that because I, f- I often find that you can say stuff as your characters that you can't say as a person they kind of see oh okay well you know you're you're different from your character so yeah, you know course. there's like a, there's, a boundary, there's a freedom isn't there? there yeah 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 and par- par- yeah isn't it? you're not going to be taken seriously or taken out of context i don't think are you because uh-huh. you know like quite a lot of comedians are getting the the like the the bad end of the stick with that you know mm-hmm. of just going like you know yeah this is a comedy show um i don't know why you need a trigger warning before coming into a comedy show mm-hmm. um but you know um whereas i can say stuff like my characters can say stuff that i i know this i don't i mightn't agree with but um people are then able to go i oh, well that was funny because i can see that it's not you yeah, um, I think that Tommy Tiernan got in a lot of trouble, didn't he, for a comment that he made about the Holocaust, um, which, as I understood it, I think that that was almost in character. It was certainly not meant at face value, whether it was taken that way or not. But he's got the the problem, of course, that like, well, he his stage name is his real name. And his voice is yes. Whereas you have a million different voices. <laughs> yeah, I've got a million different voices to mm. to hide behind. Um, but yeah, like I mean, they I, I just use them as a as a you know as a, as a tool or, or a weapon to get a message across, or just mm. to have fun or, or like banter, mm. really. <laughs> um, but a character can say that, but a, a mm. real person probably can't. Celebrity, true or false. You can't handle the truth. Christmas has me feeling all extra sentimental, Jimster. Yeah, I'm sure it does. <laughs> True or false part of the show, Jimmy, and you snore the drill, pal. <laughs> exactly. 
Question number one. Are you ready? Yep. Counting Rudolph, Santa Claus has eight reindeers, Jimmy. Eight. Hmm. Just thinking about this now. Hmm. Well, he always led the sleigh. Rudolph, I mean. So if he led the sleigh, they wouldn't have had eight of them in a row, would they? So they would have had two and two and two and two and two. So I don't think it could be an odd... Uh, sorry, I mean an, an even number. I'm going to say that there were pairs behind them, so the answer is false. Mm-hmm. It's false. <laughs> that was a good... Oh, you did, your, you did your maths, you did your homework. Bit of logic. Don't know how many there are. How many are there? Total of nine reindeers pulling his sledge sir. For an extra point and a Christmas present for you, Jimmy. Can you name all nine of them? No. <laughs> Rudolph, Prancer, Dancer. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. And a drum roll, Jimmy. Okay. Rudolph, the red-haired DJ. Rudolph, Mark. You like that? Question number two. The highest grossing Christmas film is Home Alone, Jimmy. I think it's probably the most popular of the colour here, at least. Um, yeah. It's on TV more than any other one. It's instrumental, it's pivotal, as you would say. I do remember you losing your phone, or mislaying your phone one day, and it was only actually found because you had a download from that film as your ringtone. Which I'd help you to download. But you're going with True Jimmy, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to go with two, but uh, I think this story needs to be told. Well, here we it was go, the Jimmy. machine gun fire. Thank you so, very much. With the mafioso who, where it said, I think, Happy Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. <laughs> but I got my telephone back. Exactly. <laughs> so did I get it right? Exactly. <laughs> right. No, it's false. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch, starring Jim Carrey. Real easy. Oh, my God. You either hate that guy or you absolutely love him. Uh, 513 million gross. Yeah. Home Alone came in at number two with 476 million. And Home Alone 2 was at number three. But in my opinion, the Home Alone franchise, Jimmy, wow, absolutely pivotal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember a few years ago, uh, we saw that at a leisure centre cinema in a place called Loch Kelly in Fife. And it was, it was really funny. There was a moment when the whole theatre was quiet and Kevin's mother walked in for a serious moment. And this little kid from the back of the room just said, Keep the change, you filthy animal! <laughs> there was more laughter in the room than, uh, at that than in the whole film. And you don't get that with the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Jimmy. I Want to Hold Your Hand was the Beatles' first Christmas number one song. True or false? Hmm, that's a difficult one. I think I'm going to go for true, and these are my reasons. That was very popular during their Hamburg times, and so much so that it was translated into German. And they called it, uh, Come Give Me a Deine Hand, I believe, and I'm thinking that the Hamburg days were before they were actually a major recording band. 
So, yeah, I reckon that must have been. If it wasn't the first one, it was very, very close to it. So true. Yeah, that's true, Jimmy. Good skills. Well done. Good skills. Good skills. Good skills indeed. Well done, Jimmy. Yeah, that's true. Ah, the Beatles, Jimmy. Come on. They were brilliant, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Pivotal. Hits like Live and Let Die, Mm -hmm. Sweet Child of Mine, Patience, Welcome to the Jungle, and November Rain. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, question question number four. Reindeer's noses are red. True or false? Are we talking real reindeers here? True or false? (laughs) Obviously, certainly almost certainly going to be one of those stupid questions where the answer according to the internet is true but I've seen reindeers and I've never seen one with a red nose so I'm going to say false it has to be it's true okay yeah I thought you'd do this I'm going to tell you (laughs) their noses are full of blood vessels which cool warm air down as it leaves the body and warms cold air up as it comes in, uh-huh. keeping the reindeer's brain constantly warm and active. So, as the thermal camera proves, reindeer's noses are actually red. Okay. Well, I've just googled reindeer's noses. I need to take issue with this. <laughs> I've seen some. I've seen some pictures, and according to Google, says that they're red, but they're actually pink or grey, just like some of our cats or us, in fact. <laughs> it's staggering, really, how much I know about reindeer's gesture. Okay gestation period of a reindeer <laughs> how, how long is the how long is the gestation period of a reindeer right how long i have no idea Chester. oh you see you could have made that funny if you'd have added an r onto the end of that and said no idea i mean i don't know either but i'm not the one who claims to be a reindeer expert <laughs> so how did i get on as usual you're up to snow good jimster exactly i think you got Two out of four, Jimmy. Not bad. Yeah, it's fairly normal. Fairly normal. As ever, great logic in reaching those answers, whether I was right or wrong. <laughs> G'day, possums. This is Dane Midnight speaking from Wagga Wagga in Australia. I love to follow Ray and Yorma on Facebook. Don't worry about punctuation and capital letters. Just type Black Milkshake the Pupcast, darlings, without writing the darlings. By the way, please tell a friend to listen on Spotify and Apple. Follow the boys, darlings. Your Pupcast needs you. Bye, possums. And over on ITV1, Jim McDonald finds himself homeless at Christmas, but will he still be able to give the Christmas bird a good stuffing? Let's go over to Corporation Street. That must be Greg, the cleaner from the pub. Be nice to him, Jim. Honzi? I know what the crack is. Yes, no problem at all. Well, we've got ourselves a Christmas party. Merry Christmas, Greg. Come in. Greg, this is Jim McDonald, and this is Honzi Curley. Ah, what about you, son? So did Santa come to visit you, Mr. Honzi? Please don't call me Mr. Honzi or just Curly is fine. Did Santa bring out for you, Mr. Curly? Actually, he doesn't come until Christmas dinner is nearly ready in the Republic of South Africa. I hope he can find me here in James Joyce. Look, Perry, he's probably on his way, so he is. It's my first Christmas away. I'll be terribly sad if Santa doesn't make it. Behave yourself. I like birds. I've, I've ridden an ostrich, me, and the flightless, you know. 
Don't say ostrich, Greg. You're making me homesick. How can you get a better offer than being locked in a boozer over Christmas with a good-looking bird, eh? Don't know if you're complimenting me or the turkey, Jim. What do I have to do to get the turkey legs? Well, there are two of them between four, so you boys fight between yourselves for them. I don't like fighting. I beg your pardon? I don't like fighting, but I like ornithology. Birds, eggs, nests and trees, etc. Well, should we say Grace? Grace! Maybe not then. Okay, boys, time to eat. Looks like Santa's not coming, Honzi. <laughs> I miss my mummy, my cousins Elizabeth, the doctor one, and the prostitute one. And most of all, Uncle Brian and the antelope in the freezer. You keep your auntie in freezer? She must be right cold. <sighs> An antelope, not my auntie, you idiot. Will you be speaking to the family later, Jim? I don't have any contact with my family at all. I, I'm sorry to hear that, Jim. But even Santa's abandoned us this Christmas. Where is he? Hey, well, I'll tell you what. He's missing a good feed, so he is, eh? What do you say, boys? Leg or breast? <laughs> the sad life of a Christmas turkey. Oh, come on, Curly. Where's your fest of spirit in the name of God, eh? Have you locked it in the freezer? <laughs> yeah, with the antelope. <laughs> Sorry for being so miserable today, guys. I really appreciate being invited. Indeed, to the future. Do, do vegans eat turkey? To the future. To future. To the future. I'd like to thank you all for coming. I will grateful too. Christmas is a time for reflection, and none of us have had the easiest of years, but we're all alive and we're all here. Ah, uh, uh, well, you're right there, Natalie. Life is very hard sometimes. I mean, the way I had things figured this Christmas, I'd be spending with a new wee girl. Instead, I'm sitting here drinking a bottle with you lot. No offence, Natalie. But honest to God, we look at a cut of us, eh? All four of us Christmas casualties, eh? Onzi, uh, would you like to join me in a game of Go Cuckoo? What is it? Well, it's a competitive nest-building party game featuring one deranged bird and 20 wobbly eggs. Could take your mind off your auntie. Antelope man, not auntie. Okay, why not? I can't drink anymore anymore. Well, now the kids are off to bed. What shall we do, Jim? I'll tell you what's going to happen now. You're going to have a drink. And I'm going to have a drink. Jim, will you be forceful with me and take me upstairs for a quick orange song? Okay. So you, sit down and have a drink. This bird needs a good stuffing. But, Jim, just between us, eh? Very happy Christmas and may you all have a prosperous new year, especially in Belfast. Let's go back over and chat to Christina. But the real person, Christina McMahon, what does she do? Uh, yeah, so I'm a voiceover artist and an mm. actress, uh, stand-up comedian. Yeah, look, I mean, I started out as an actress back, I say, 2014. Um, I was on a job I didn't like, and it was really hard every day going in, and I just felt like being crushed every day. Mm-hmm. And then I needed something that uh, 
that lived nourished me. Uh, and then I had a, an existential moment with uh, my 80 year old self. She spoke to me and she was like, look, you can stay in this job and retire and everything and pension, blah, but uh, you'll just be unhappy. And then what, when you're like, I don't know, 65 or something, then you do what you want. So then I was like, all right. So, so my 80 year old self gave me some wisdom and was like, yeah, just go, go find something that brings you joy. Uh-huh. So then that's when I went into improv and acting uh-huh. and I completely loved it. Uh, it was so freeing and liberating. I got to meet yeah. so many people from different backgrounds and connect with them uh-huh. on that on that level uh, and just play with them. And yeah. then I did a full time acting course and then I got working with Helena Walsh and she completely transformed the way I, I view the acting process and uh, the, the way I approach character. And I got mm-hmm. to do like so many, mm-hmm. uh, so many good stuff. So then I, I left. I, yeah, I did a 180 on my life. Right. I wouldn't say I did a 360 because if you do a 360, you're back where you were. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, Very good. It's interesting hearing you say that you use the words um, joy and you use the word mm. play. And I think both of those things are very, very apparent with you. Um, I can understand why, why the parents wanted you at the kids' table to an extent. I mean, it, it, there is a lot of play in it, isn't there, as well? I mean, if people yeah. who um, don't know, uh, Christina does some sketches with, with us, and she co-writes with me with, for certain things. And um, yeah. I, I never know quite what I'm, what, what I'm going to hear next. Or which I know, neither do I. It me. But um, <laughs> last month, I think we, we did one um, about... Uh, a young man had problems with anal itching of all things and and this monologue about Who period <laughs> exactly <laughs> monologue about period pants it was one of those things and I, I knew i was going to get something funny but i it was just wonderful not knowing where it was going to go it almost felt dangerous you know <laughs> yeah i mean my oh, it's, you, it's, my characters catch me out all the time if i'm in the mm-hmm. car and then i just start interviewing myself my characters chirp in with uh, mad questions that i would never ask myself I'm always caught off guard by yeah. uh, by what I've got to say. Christina McMahon will be with us after this next bit of nonsense. Hackett Technologies is proud to present the Licky End Chronicles. Good afternoon, Licky End. It's Thursday, November 19th. You're watching LEBC News. We hope you're having a great day, sir, ma'am. Bringing you the stories that matter with zero bias. I'm Alphonse Gallipoli III. A scotch egg has been stolen from Acox Green's largest supermarket. The hard-boiled egg, coated in sausage meat and deep-fried breadcrumbs, is thought to have last been seen yesterday lunchtime during the rush. Regional manager of Norma's Corner, Norma Yates, told LEBC that the bell rang when a large group of unknown people came in causing a disruption on modern bicycles. The strangers just wouldn't leave and insisted on trying to buy things. Mrs Yates told reporters. This is Chief Inspector Wobble of Licky End Police. We're asking the public for assistance in locating one scotch egg which has been stolen it, uh, one of the deviants involved is thought to be in a mixed race and highly dangerous. Last seeing heading towards the Bellend Road on bicycles. 
and as one of the deviants is uh, of mixed race, uh, we're we're investigating this as a terrorist incident. A senior citizen has been found up a tree in Lickian, Worcestershire. The former young person was wearing stained pyjamas and rollers when she was found by local resident Frank Shit, 72, in the early hours of Wednesday afternoon. I I thought I'd seen everything, but I, I couldn't believe my ears when I looked down and she was right below me. Oh, I, I knew I had to act, so I, I called nine and nine nine and and the the emergency services were there in, in second local law enforcement agents at the lapd have issued a statement saying that if the pensioner is not claimed by wednesday the 10th she will be destroyed that was the news of truth and accuracy with alphonse gallipoli the third defending what you the people deserve have a great day ahead this is lebc news <laughs> What's the the career plan? Where would you like to take oh, things? The career plan. Where would you like to be uh, in five years' time? Uh, I think I'd love to just be doing so many voiceovers for animation because animation is just one of those things that is just you can give so so much energy to stuff. Yeah, give so much life to to mm-hmm. the characters for kids, especially. I've like I've written a little uh, uh, animation, and I'd love to see it actually uh, come to life because it it's like such a gift that I would like to give. It's all the skills that I've learned, and it's giving. I have the children in the in the actual series, and they're the ones that have the superpowers, so they can communicate with animals and different things. Mm-hmm. And then I have the adults responding to these um these like you know calls involving um a- animals, and they're mm-hmm. like emergency calls. But the kids are these um, uh, negotiators, um, and th- but they're able to actually they're able to c- communicate effectively through mm-hmm. uh, the different um, channels of perception with a person who is in deep distress. But it's done in a very fun, lighthearted way because all the adults are obviously um, a little bit silly and uh, chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. See, that's one of the things that I'd love to uh, to achieve. And yeah, like have the studio that I'm working for grow worldwide because it's uh, it's really empowering everyone and their voices to to express themselves and uh, with resiliency groups and acting and yeah empowerment and uh, and voice classes and mm-hmm. uh, really find themselves in the world. Um, so I'd love to see that go to the the next level again. Yeah, like I I'm excited where where things are going. As to what might happen. Also, I want to get a a surfboard and have a camper van so I can actually like and then uh, surf wherever I want. You're a sea swimmer. Christina will have that. I am. I am. I go swimming every day in the Atlantic Ocean. It's freezing, but it's so amazing because you go in and it's like you're born again. And then I've got to meet some amazing people. Uh, doing it and from different parts of the world and different different backgrounds and different ages. And there's there's one woman I met and she has she's terminal cancer. But there's like one thing that she wants to do is to go skinny dipping. I was like, going, yeah, absolutely. Just name a time. We'll do it. <laughs> she was like, OK. <laughs> and then I was just like, look, I mean, you've got cancer. It's a bad card. I was like, but just, you know, it's like uh, so I got her excited about doing uh, those kind of things of like, you know, uh, once you have cancer, I think you're allowed to 
you know, you get a free pass for a lot of things. Oh, absolutely. Like, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's sometimes I, I I like to find the joy even in the of depths of despair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always pathways to to finding the light, even in the stand up. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of what I like to do, even if I make myself look silly or if I uh, I do something that's completely cringy mm-hmm. on stage. I love being in a place of cringe or uh, making people uh, feel like I like to interact with the audience when I'm on stage. There, I remember there was one guy and his glasses were steaming up because uh, and then I was just going, oh, I think I'm in there now. His glasses are steaming up. He's, I think I, I think I'm actually going to be able to chance, am I? And then uh, he was drinking a pint. And then I was just going, "Oh, he's getting thirsty now." I'd say, I'd say I'm in for it now, so I am. Uh, if we might be having an out chat, I let you know how this goes after the gig. Uh, so I was like this complete weirdo that was on stage uh, having a, a really strange uh, flirtation with a man. <laughs> <laughs> everyone in the audience thought it was hilarious so he was so embarrassed the poor guy i went up to him afterwards and i was like um i was like i, I apologized for my behavior i was i was in character um just uh, and then he was like oh you talk very differently and it's like yes i don't actually speak like that on stage so i just wanted to let you know you're okay and no i won't be um stalking you after this <laughs> Uh-huh. He led me on with his steamed up glasses. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Warning, the following contains flash photography. Viewers may wish to cancel their television license or BBC poll tax as a result. It's Christmas! Black Milkshake's Post of the Month. Black Milkshake Post of the Month shakers. Richard Hardy. Good skills. An Irishman and an Englishman walk into a bakery. The English bloke steals three buns and puts them in his pockets and he leaves. He says to the Irish bloke, that took seriously good skills, pal, to steal those buns. The owner didn't even see me. The Irish man replied, that's just simple and outright thievery, pal. I'll show you how to do the honest way and get the same results. The Irish man then proceeded to call out the owner of the bakery and says, sir, I want to show you a magic trick. The Irish man asks him for a bun and then he proceeds to eat it and asks two more times. And after eating them, again, the owner says, okay, okay, my friend, where is the magic trick? The Irish bloke then said, look in the English man's pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. An oldie but a goldie. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Jeff McGuire listening to the podcast from Galway in Ireland. Ray and Yorma have greatly enhanced my past five months and long may they continue to do so. Two more erudite and entertaining dudes you'd struggle to find elsewhere. Viva la podcast and Merry Christmas. And of course, we're coming up to Christmas now. Are you a Christmassy person? I am. I love Christmas. I love wearing Christmas jumpers. I was As even you are wearing doing this now. Christmas jumper. Yeah, it's a very nice <laughs> Christmas jumper, I have to say. It is. It's so fluffy and cozy, mm-hmm. and I love being cozy. But I even wear this sometimes real during the summer. It is real wool. No sheep were harmed in the making of this uh, at all. They uh, they were happy to hand it over. They mm-hmm. were just like, oh, this, this this wool is too heavy. Here you go, Christina. So it was like, perfect. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, Absolutely. Really appreciate that. To it's very, very festive, there. very wintry, isn't it? 
It is, yeah. yeah. I love it because there's like you know you go to Christmas markets, you can have some old wine, mm-hmm. you can have uh no, it gives an excuse to eat anything really, like uh, some yeah. cheese. Uh, I had cheese fondue once before in my friend's house, and she had warned me like you know about cheese fondue. She was just like, oh, you need to prepare yourself. And I was like. I've eaten cheese before. I think I'll be fine. But then uh, I had a load of bread, and I was just like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, and then she was like, Christina, I warned you that that would happen. And I was just like, oh, it's just having so much fun eating the cheese fondue with the bread. That's French bread. It's so much nicer than the French bread we have at home. What are you thinking of me? For God's sake, I have no self control. <laughs> so she was like, okay, Christina, calm down. Then we had like one of those uh, digestive. It's mm-hmm. a like a, a shot of I don't know something strong that makes everything just go straight through your mm-hmm. like, Okay, I feel fine now. I feel fine. Obviously, the alcohol is helping. Just so I need a need a, need a drip. Just tap it in there. <laughs> tap it in there. So where were you? Yeah, enjoy enjoy the lead up and the lights because mm-hmm. uh, here it's pretty dark. I don't know what it's like in uh, Istanbul, but we've only got a couple of hours of um, of daylight. I yeah. won't say and sunshine because uh, it's never sunny. Exactly, really. and if the weather's not good as well, it's even less, isn't it? I mean, we're all obsessed with the weather in Ireland. <laughs> well, it's... My friend was working with this woman, and uh, she, we had, I think, ten days of sunshine in a row in Ireland. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute. It was a heat wave. It was awful. Um, nobody knew what to do, and uh, she was just like, "I know this is really bad, but." I, I just don't know what to say to people. I'm afraid to go outside. I've nothing to talk to them about. For those 10 days, it was tough. We had to talk about real things. It was awful. I was just like, going, so, how's your life? Oh, my life. Let's talk about the weather. It's like, oh, it's a sunny day. Oh, it's still a sunny. Yes, it is. So uh, uh, Irish people were panicking during the sunny weather because... We had to actually talk about like our stuff outside of the weather. It's, it's quite terrifying. interesting, I think. And I mean, we're talking about the weather now, of course. But I think you know, in Ireland and the UK, where the weather is consistently poor, it doesn't get too hot in the summer, it doesn't get too cold in the winter, and and yet it's a topic of conversation. But I, I did have to laugh a few years ago. A, a guy that I uh, lived next door to in in Fife, um, he was talking about his holidays to me, and I, I said, "Oh yeah, where are you going on your holidays, Chris?" And he said, "Went to Blackpool, eh?" He was saying how much he loves it, and he goes every year, and he says, uh, oh, I love the place, but I, I couldn't ever see myself living there, eh? And I, I said, why not? And he said, oh, it's the climate. He said, it's just too hot for me. <laughs> and we're talking we're talking about two degrees warmer, you know, in the middle of the summer. But, I mean, this was standard Yeah, I mean, that's, that's wicked hot. That is wicked hot. I mean, I, I can deal with 17 degrees on holiday, but don't give it me in real life. Christmas, so where are you going to be spending the big day? Oh, I'm going to be spending the big day possibly in uh, in Mayo, uh, going for a swim, uh, doing... Uh, Will this be Christmas yeah, skinny dipping? Uh, who knows, who knows? <laughs> I have to go and uh, get in contact with my friend and mm. just be like, so get up at uh, 4am and let's go. Or who knows, um, but uh, I might go down to my nieces and uh, nephews and do some uh, goosey games. They've requested my presents for Christmas Day. They're just like going... What we want for Christmas is for you to come down and then we'll open our presents together under the tree. And I was like, oh, okay, great. That'll be fine. Um, and then we can watch a load of Christmas movies. I was like, oh, 
fantastic. Let's do that. So, so uh, yeah, I might be down in uh, in my sister's house in Limerick doing uh, Christmas uh, goosey games with my nieces and nephews. I, I enjoy it though. It's a lot of fun doing that sort of stuff. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Christina. Wish you all the best for Christmas. Uh, by the way, uh, Jim Stray, are you not going to tell me and the good listeners out there, where exactly are you going for the uh, Christmas? Greece and Crete, actually. Lovely place up in the mountains. Well, um, I know. Oh, yes. Um, absolutely. Absolutely can't wait for it. No idea what we're going to be doing yet, uh, but it's just a case of getting there and switching off from all the things that we need to switch off from when we go on Christmas holidays or summer holidays. And, um, yeah, it's going to be great. Away for 15 days. So as it's uh, yeah, the neighbouring country, Greece, uh, the weather should be much the same. Are you in for some hot weather or is uh, are the temperatures... No, uh, unfortunately, it's... I mean, it's a lot further south than, than Istanbul, so it's comparable to the, the south of Turkey. But no, it's the weather's 24 degrees today, apparently, and it's going down to 13 tomorrow and it won't rise above that. But it doesn't matter, does it? It's just the thing of being away. And... Does it? Has, it got, has it got the uh, festive feel like Ava has? I'm sure it has. No, oh, it's great. I mean, in, in our village, we've got um, this beautiful restaurant with an open fire in it and they really look after us in there so you know something to look Sounds forward lovely, to yeah. absolutely well, right. you have a great time yeah yeah thanks a lot thanks a lot we've had a great year yeah. doing this haven't we it's been yeah a lot you just lift your glass there now like a good chap lift yep. your glass and a, a big cheers, cheers to you my friend cheers. cheers merry christmas and a happy new year god bless you likewise many thanks shakers for gracing us with your presence And we wish each and every one of you out there a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for all your support this year. It's meant an awful lot. Uh, Happy Christmas, one and all. And thanks especially to our guests, Christina McMahon, Steve Oxen, Tim Hallam, Karen Stockwell, Charlie Lawson, Lisa Morrow, James Joyce, Irish Pub, Chris Massey, and, of course, many, many special thanks to Uncle Eamon McAndrew. Podcast was brought to you by Black Milkshake and was presented by Ray Mack and Yorma Kirko. It was produced and engineered by James Kerr. No animals or copyright were knowingly violated during the making of this broadcast. Black Milkshake 2022.